What companies deserve your hard-earned dollar? Which would you want to work for? How can you know if they share your values? Just ask us. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks who really means business in supporting workers, customers, communities, the environment, and shareholders. We measure progress, track success, and help them be better. When you see the Just Capital seal, you know what's real because just business is better business. Visit justcapital.com to learn who makes your dollar count. Well, it's great to be with you today. I hope you had a fantastic weekend, uh, inching closer to Super Bowl Sunday. And the question remains on everyone's lips, will you see the Kansas City Chiefs in that game or not? And a lot of people are feeling pretty pessimistic, your host being one of them, after seeing Mahomes suffer what we now call a high ankle sprain. At the time, I thought it was a knee for sure. I certainly was not thinking about his ankle. But thankfully, it turned out to be his ankle, I guess. It kind of depends on how you look at it. Kevin Keatsman has been looking at it. He's already done a whole show or two on this already. But uh, we bring him in after every game to get his thoughts on it. Kevin Keatsman has issues is the name of his podcast. Subscribe and listen to it every single day, every chance you get. He talks about a lot more than just sports, too, by the way. News and politics of the day. But Keats, I uh, I don't know. Like, he is, he is a human being. Uh, he's he's not a superhero and when a human being hurts themselves it limits what they can do to a degree and so the question is can he function um despite the injury against a team that he seems to have a, a real hard time beating when he's healthy good morning yeah he does have hi Chris. he does have a hard time beating this team healthy he's 0 and 3 against Joe Burrow and the Bengals that's at 100% health but he did it Saturday i mean if you recall that game was 20 to 17 the Jaguars scored and he came out and marched downfield, and he threw a jump pass off his left foot. I mean, the guy is Superman. Let's not forget that part. So I don't shortchange Patrick Mahomes' ability to win a game no matter what. If he's out there, that means Andy Reid has decided he's okay to play. Now, I thought it was interesting Saturday that they got into that fight on the sideline or argument, and Andy basically, we've now learned, said, you're not getting back into this game until you go take an X-ray. Get out of my face and go get your ankle X-rayed because it was broken. He was not going to play. And it was negative, and they could see on the MRI then yesterday, on Sunday, that it was a high ankle sprain, which is what everybody thought it was. So, look, the coach did the right thing. He stood by the player. They're going to do the right thing this week. He's going to get world-class medical care. It seems to me it should be easier to play Sunday than it was on Saturday right after it happened because he can adjust to it. He can practice with it. He can plant on it a little bit. They're going to shoot it up. He's not going to feel any pain. If anything, there's a – a sensation of numbness that will be weird for him that he can't really feel that foot and that ankle when he plays, which is kind of an odd thing. But, I, you know, Mahomes is going to be 90%. Is that good enough? Uh, everybody I know, Chris, is just like you today. All my friends, everybody says, it's over. Chiefs can't beat the Bengals. Probably weren't going to beat them anyway, but now they're definitely not going to beat them. And I will make the point that you couldn't be in a better situation than hearing that in Kansas City for eight days and playing at home for a chance to go to the Super Bowl. The Chiefs as an underdog? Now, not Vegas. Vegas still has them as a one-point favorite. But let's, let's just be honest with everybody's saying. Everybody is saying the Bengals are going to go in this game. That is a great situation for the Chiefs. You know what? I hadn't thought of it that way, but I think even with a Mahomes healthy, he knew that was the monkey on his back, right? That was the story. Yeah, he had two, two interceptions, I think, and a fumble in last year's game against Cincinnati, or they'd have won that game. He threw for almost 300 yards. It wasn't like the Bengals stopped him last year in that title game. And, you know, the Chiefs blew that game. They just blew that game. This is, 
it's really kind of silly to talk about the question of can the Chiefs beat the Bengals? Because of course they can beat the Bengals. The stakes are really high this time. Let's see what we've got going. The bigger story here maybe is the Buffalo Bills may have just become an also-ran in the AFC. I mean, they're receiver fighting with their quarterback. Josh Allen looks more like Phillip Rivers now than some star that's going to make the playoffs every year and go to a Super Bowl and be uh, – Josh Allen doesn't look like that player. It looks like Mahomes and Burrow are flat-out separating from everyone in the AFC. And, look, Joe Burrow's a – he gets described as – I don't know if this is a perfect term for all your listeners, but this is what they call him in sports. Joe Burrow's a killer, okay? Patrick Mahomes is a player. And there's a difference between the two. One is just, you know, Mahomes is kind of flashy. He's a showman. He makes things happen. Burrow's just like a stand-in-the-pocket, silent killer. And they're two different players, but, man, are these guys good. Yeah, I don't. I know what you mean. There's something about, and I don't, I don't want to, this, this will sound wrong. Uh, there's a, a ruthlessness in, in that, that way well, you say killer. There's a toughness. I don't want to say Mahomes isn't tough. But there's something about Burrow that just seems more severe or serious than Mahomes somehow. Uh, Burrow seems like like an intense guy that Mahomes isn't. Mahomes is brash, but he's really guarded about what he, you know, he's brash the way he plays, but he's guarded about what he says most times. Joe Burrow standing on the field in the snow yesterday after just destroying Buffalo challenged the Bills fans to send in for refunds. (laughs) I mean, he stood on the field and said, y'all sat out here in this crap, you ought to get a refund. I mean, that's funny. I don't care what anybody says. That's funny. Now, let me tell you somebody else that I think is an interesting character in the NFL, and that is the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. You want to talk about a guy who's also a kind of a killer. I've never seen a coach. Now, it kind of depends on your attitude and how you feel about it. In Philly, they love him. Nick Sirianni's mugging for the camera. He's screaming at fans. I know what the F I'm doing, you know, and he's... (laughs) And it looks like he's going for two yeah. instead of trying to get like they like that attitude there, and he's selling it big time. the The players are all bought in and Philly on Sirianni. Well, and they're winning, and they played great. I mean, they were they were they're the buried story of the weekend because, including me, I thought the Giants would play with them and hang in there, and that was just a beatdown. I mean, the, the Eagles looked as good this weekend as they've looked at any time this year, and there were times this year that they flat out looked completely unbeatable and the best team in football. Sirianni's an interesting guy because I don't think he was very popular when he was hired. I don't think they took to him right away in Philadelphia. They were questioning whether or not he was experienced enough. He was doing everything differently. He changed a bunch of things up that seemed odd to a bunch of Eagles fans, and he was not very popular. And they weren't sure Jalen Hurts was the answer. Oh, really, an Oklahoma quarterback, a transfer, and, and, you know, (laughs) he runs around. That's not the way you win in the NFL. And now all of a sudden they're like the best team in the NFC, and everybody loves Nick Sirianni. So it, it all comes with winning. There are different ways to coach in this league. I mean, there really truly are different ways to coach, and I love that about football. And, man, the Eagles have found their groove. That is some football team. Let's talk about the Doug Peterson storyline for a minute because even though you know they didn't have a great day against the Chiefs ultimately, um, they kept competitive. And Doug Peterson took a team, you want to talk about a steaming garbage pile called the Jacksonville Jaguars, to go in and make them competitive in a, in a season? That's... That speaks to Peterson being a better coach than I think a lot of people gave him credit. Even though he's won a Super Bowl, I don't think many people gave him much credit. Yeah, really good turnaround. Of course, he's in the wrong conference. Maybe Trevor Lawrence just gets better and better. Maybe he doesn't. I I just think it's pretty clear right now that Mahomes and Burrow are above all these other quarterbacks, which makes it really problematic for these other teams. I mean, you're going to have to have a great defense or a terrific running back or something different than what the Chiefs and Bengals are going to have the next few years because these quarterbacks are just better than the others. But 
what he's done with the Jaguars is absolutely terrific. He, he was different this time. I think he thought he had a better team. I don't, I don't know what he was doing. Like, okay, they came to Kansas City the first time, and if you remember in the regular season, he kicked an onside kick for no reason. It caught the Chiefs off guard, and it was essentially getting a turnover. He knew when he came to Arrowhead, I have to roll the dice, I have to score touchdowns, not field goals, I have to do all this stuff for a chance to beat the Chiefs. And they stayed in that game and lost that game 27-17, but the Chiefs had three turnovers and lost an onside kick. So he did all those things. On Saturday, I don't know if you guys remember this or not, the Chiefs got up 10 early. Jaguars go down there, and he had like a fourth and one and a half. Yep. And he decided to kick a field goal to pull within seven. I believe, I could be wrong, I believe Mahomes got hurt after that. But at that point, I'm like, are you kidding me? That's what He's coming here, and he's kicking a field goal. I turned to the guys we went to the game with, and I said, man, I don't see it. I, I understand he's pulling within one score. But I don't see it. That's a totally different strategy they came with last time. And I thought he was just a little tepid in his coaching on Saturday. Just a little bit. So, Keats, get an inside look at Hollywood with Michael Rosenbaum. Let's get inside of my buddy, Kamal Nanjiani. When you talk about Eternals and it wasn't the response that you were hoping, how did that affect you? Marvel thought that we'd be going on a wave of raves, you know, and it wasn't true. The reviews were really bad. And you so, were aware of it while you were on tour? Yeah, I was too aware of it. And so very intentionally, I did start counseling. I, Emily says that I do have trauma from it. Inside of you with Michael Rosenbaum, wherever you listen. Um, you are not um, you're not bearish on the idea that Mahomes can play uh, a little gimpy. No. That doesn't bother you. And the Dude. question is, then, if he gets through this and pulls it off, uh, what then? If you assume, and I do right oh. now, that the Eagles are going to the Super Bowl, what then? Okay. So my first take on this, I did a podcast yesterday morning, and you know I spent the night thinking about it and wanted to get all the stats and read the comments and see everything from all people before I did my podcast. I said, I and I hate doing this because it's like a Disney movie, and I do not want to be a Disney movie. Did you not watch that game Saturday just a little yeah. bit and think the Chiefs are a team of fate? Just a little bit? I mean, the guy is standing on one leg, jumping up, throwing touchdown passes. <laughs> he's out of the game. He's slamming his coat down. He goes into the locker room. He clearly is not himself. He was like half of himself and somehow scrambled for a first down, and they win the game. And then the Jaguars pull within three. Yeah, as I mentioned, the fourth quarter, it's a three-point game. And then Mahomes takes him right down and scores again. Chad Haney, 98 yards. you got to be kidding me. He made one yeah. bad play on that drive. Could have easily been intercepted, but it wasn't. And I think we all sort of felt like it wasn't like the Chiefs got away with one, but you're looking at it thinking, okay, the other 52 guys on the team did something Saturday they have not done since Patrick Mahomes has been the quarterback. Okay? They looked in the mirror and said, it's us right now. He can't do it. He can't bail us out. We have to keep this lead. And the defense had a different look in their eye. They got two takeaways. They made stops and forced punts. I mean, that team, the other 52 came together in a way Saturday that I don't ever recall happening with Patrick Mahomes as a quarterback, ever. Remember, when they well, won the Super Bowl, they were behind double digits every game. The defense came out and was terrible that year and just said, oh, it's okay, Mahomes will win the game, and he did. Something happened Saturday where they said, we cannot rely on him to win this game for us. And that helps. That, that's meaningful. Brilliant analysis because you're exactly right. The defense, like, I mean, they, they choked Jacksonville to death to finish that thing off. Yep. Uh, defense came out yep. hot. You're right after that injury. You're exactly right. I, I believe this is the best defense of the five title games the Chiefs have played at Arrowhead. I believe this is their best defense. This is their best defensive team. Most of it is the growth of the young players on the defense. We saw Watson with the interception at the end of the game. I'm still waiting on McDuffie to make a big play. I think that's coming. They've got younger players that now feel like they belong. 
They just won themselves a the game. And I'm telling you, everybody on that defense believes they won the game. They do, and that's good. You, we can argue whether they did or not. I just need them to think they did, all right? And, that, and I need them to think that I don't give a rip what Joe Burrow's done in the past. He's not doing it this Sunday. And come in and play this game like Mahomes is only going to score 17 points and see if that's enough. And I, I, I think they might be together right now a lot more than people are counting on. An injury like this or something like that can really bring a team together and make everybody play better. That Pacheco kid is so special and so much fun. He is so much fun. Maybe my favorite chief right now. Yeah, the bounce-out run was ridiculous. And who knew? I mean, this guy was not a high draft choice. He didn't do much in college, to be honest. He was just a guy. I think yeah. he had 600 and some yards rushing his senior year in college, which isn't much. That's 50-some a game. That added much. Um, but, man, when he gets space, I mean, he runs like his life depends on it. Does he <laughs> yes. not look like he's running away? Doesn't he look like Kamala Harris is chasing him? <laughs> like, I got to go! I got to go! I got to go! Yeah, run like you stole something. He does. He looks like Get he's just crazy a crime. Lady away from me. Here, <laughs> here comes Kamala. I got to go. Oh, all right. Well, so are you calling it, or are you, are you willing to lay it out there and put money? Would you put money down on the Chiefs on this uh, Sunday? Uh, I will put money down on somebody Sunday, and I'm going to wait the week on it. But I'm just going to just be uh, – I'll be a little different right now. I'm going to go Chiefs by three. Let's call this thing 30 to 27. That's a lot of field goals, obviously, if you do the math, but which would be surprising with these quarterbacks. It could be, if it's lower scoring, it's probably good for the Chiefs, to be honest. I would love to, if they could hold, if they could hold Cincinnati to 23 or less, I think they're home free here. That would be tremendous. But I'm going to go ahead and take the Chiefs by three at this point because nobody believes in them, and that's a powerful thing. I pay no attention to San Francisco or most teams out west. I just don't, but there they are again. Any shot? Can they take the Eagles? They can. They have the best defense left. So if we're ranking the defenses remaining, it goes San Francisco, Philadelphia, Cincinnati, Kansas City. But again, this is the best defense the Chiefs have had at this point in the playoffs since Andy and, and Mahomes were together. So, I mean, that matters. Having a better defense, I don't think anybody's talking about this, but the defense is clearly better and capable of more plays. That's a big thing. But the Niners' defense is ridiculous. I mean, they're just, this is the best 52 players without a great quarterback. So they've got the rookie quarterback out of Iowa State, who was the last pick in the draft, and he's been really good. He's actually made them better. They're scoring more points with him as the quarterback than either of the other two guys they had, and he may be their future quarterback. I don't want to say that he won't be, but my goodness, a, a, a third-string rookie quarterback taking over and winning a Super Bowl would be absolutely unprecedented. So I don't see it. I love the way the Eagles played the other night. I just think the, I think the 49ers are, are limited in what they'll be able to score in this game. And as good as their defense is, I think the Eagles find their way to 24 points and probably win this thing like 24-17 or 24-20, something like that. He hosts the podcast you got to listen to called Kevin Keatsman Has Issues. He talks about everything. He does great sports analysis, but that's uh, not where he stops. He's got all the news and the politics of the day and everything, too. I hope you check it out and listen to it every single day. Um, Keats, I hear you are um, you're, you're, you're getting out a little bit. Going to do a little uh, – going to the, you're hitting the links or something next week, right? Well, I've got the opportunity to play Pebble Beach this weekend, which I've never done. And it's a lifelong friend of mine. Basically, as a, he had a really great year, and the owner of his company came in. Instead of giving him another cash bonus, which he's been getting a bunch of, apparently, he said, I'm, uh, this, this, this feels impersonal. How about if you call your buddy, and I'll call my buddy, and the four of us will go to Pebble Beach, and I'll, I'll pay for all of it. And I'm like, wow. Like, what? What? Good to have friends. So, yeah, I'm, I'm too cheap. Dude, it's $600 a round. Now, I mean, I can find $600 and go play there, but I'm too cheap to pay that. I'm just too cheap to do it. So, 
Well, right? So we're going to play Spanish Bay, which was designed by Tom Watson, on Saturday, and then Pebble Beach on Sunday. So I'll be flying next Monday and, and won't be able to be on at the normal time. All right. Well, have fun. Um, I, I, I hope the Chiefs have won so we don't have anything else to talk about. Of course, if they don't win, right. it'll be a lot. Yeah, well, either way. I don't know. Anyway, Call I hope you Tuesday. have fun. If you want to have me on Tuesday, I'll be happy to come on Tuesday. We will finish our round at Pebble Beach 90 minutes before the Chiefs kick off. That should be quite a day. What a day. Enjoy it, my friend. Yeah. Thank you. Get him straight. Talk to you next week. Thanks, buddy. That's Kevin Keatsman. Host of Kevin Keatsman has issues. Pretty good life. I don't know how much. What, what kind of issues can you have? After- hey, everybody. This is Dan Bespris, host of Fantasy NBA Today, a daily fantasy basketball podcast. We cover every box score from every game every day. Plus bonus shows on buy low opportunities, players to stash, schedule analysis, and really anything you could need to smash your league into deliciously tiny pieces. Catch the Fantasy NBA Today podcast, part of the Believe Network, on YouTube or wherever you listen. You're playing Pebble Beach, then taking on the Chiefs game. That's a nice day. Hey, everybody. This is Dan Bespris, host of Fantasy NBA Today, a daily fantasy basketball podcast. We cover every box score from every game every day. Plus bonus shows on buy low opportunities, players to stash, schedule analysis, and really anything you could need to smash your league into deliciously tiny pieces. Catch the Fantasy NBA Today podcast, part of the Believe Network, on YouTube or wherever you listen.